when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeated the Chicago Bulls by a score of 124-101. to This is their second win over the Bulls this week. They also beat the Knicks. All three games have been... Quite honestly, they've been trash, and it's not any fault of the Raptors. They're doing, you know, what they're supposed to do. They're handling their business, but the Bulls and the Knicks, but especially the Bulls. This is this is just sad. Um, you know, going into these types of games, all you want to do as the Raptors is just make sure you get the win, and then make sure you don't get hurt or anything uh, like that. So the Raptors, at least on that front, you know, they're two for two. Um, you know, they even took the opportunity today to rest Pascal Siakam, who it was very strange. So he warmed up and he dressed and he sat on the bench, but he didn't play. Um, and I guess the plan was for him not to play. And I guess it was just sort of a, in case of emergency, Pascal would play. But, uh, you know, obviously there was no emergencies necessary against a team like the Bulls, who started Brandon Sampson and brought uh, Walter Lemon Jr. off the bench. I actually kind of like what lemon jr was able to do um but i'll talk about that later uh, so you know there's they took the opportunity to rest pascal Kawhi has a personal reason so he's away from the team and uh og ananobi experiences uh, is continues to sit because he's experiencing uh concussion like symptoms so raptors are pretty short-handed especially in the front court i mean like those are pretty much their top three options at power forward so that meant Serge Ibaka had to go back to power forward and back into the starting lineup and you know, for once, the Gasol Ibaka front line didn't look so bad. Um, now, granted, it was against the Bulls, so I don't think you can take anything too um, definitive, conclusive uh, against this team. But Ibaka played great, and Gasol played great. Um, Ibaka was the future guy early on, because to be honest, like the uh, the Bulls were throwing Wayne Seldon at him, and Seldon is a shooting guard playing power forward, and Ibaka is legitimately six eleven and played center the whole season, so. They just got the ball to Ibaka in the post. Ibaka would just turn around, you know, either hit a fadeaway jumper over Selden or really didn't even need to do that. Just needed to rise up and throw up a little hook shot. So Ibaka was able to get his rhythm going early. Defensively, he was also really good. I can't believe Ibaka was only credited for one block because he had at least um, three or four just on these Bulls guards that would literally just recklessly attack the basket without knowing that, like, this man is a really good shot blocker. I don't know why you're doing that, but... Um, you know, certainly Ibaka changed a lot of shots at the rim. Ibaka also got an offensive glass. I mean, overall, it was a great great game by Ibaka. 23 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists in 28 minutes on 10 of 16 shooting. He even rediscovered his 3-point stroke, which is, uh, you know, if, especially if the Raptors are going to play him more and more at power forward or if they find any excuse to play him at power forward, it's imperative that Ibaka can hit the 3 because there's just not enough spacing if he doesn't do that. And, uh, you know... Though I guess the one thing that's nice if he plays with Gasol is that Gasol is um, also a good shooter. 
and Gasol can, you know, space the floor. So a lot of the situations in the first one, the two of them play together, Ibaka and Gasol. Ibaka was the go-to score, and Gasol is the guy that stood outside and spaced it. Um, but, you know, it's nice to, to have this in the back pocket. Again, I, I don't want to take anything too conclusive out of this game against the Bulls, especially since, you know, like I don't envision a lot of teams throwing a Wayne Selden-sized guy at Ibaka, but... It's something that's useful, and I'm sure Nick Nurse, you know, has a reason for it. I mean, he's made a concerted effort to go look at these uh, dual big lineups uh, over the last couple of games here, and clearly he sees, you know, whether it's Detroit with Drummond and uh, and uh, Blake Griffin, or if it's another team, maybe the Bucks. Like there are teams where you might need to go with you know, two bigs, so it's it's good that the Raptors are getting these Kings out out of the way. There was actually one really promising play that happened in the third quarter where Gasol got the ball. Ibaka sort of flashed across the lane. Gasol made a great high-low feed, and Ibaka finished it. You know, those types of sequences, you know, these two guys have played together from, you know, way back when uh, as part of uh, the Spanish national team. And so, you know, I'm sure they have some sort of established chemistry uh, sort of built in from there. And also just Gasol seems to have chemistry with literally everybody. So... I'm moderately curious, although I still don't think it's ideal. But uh, the two of them played well together today. Um, the other guy that had it going really early on was Fred Van Vliet, who was phenomenal. Uh, the man was a plus thirty in thirty three minutes, in uh, you know, in front of you know friends and family. Fred's from Rockford, which is like basically like Brampton versus Toronto, <laughs> in in more than just one regard, but especially considering distance. Um, but yeah, I mean, Fred is you know Fred. He was really able to just, you know, get through all the seams, you know, get to the bucket, uh, make, you know, backdoor cuts. You got uh, Lowry feeding him. You got Gasol feeding him. So Van Lee was really aggressive with his scoring, uh, especially early in the game. And so that got the Raptors going. Danny didn't do too much early on. Kyle wasn't doing too much throughout, although Kyle did bait a couple of fouls. Whatever, you know, it was one of those iffy nights for Kyle. But, uh, you know, Raptors kind of held steady with the Bulls through the first quarter. Second quarter, the Raptors completely exploded. Their offense, you know, they f- scored 41 points. A lot of that was because of the bench. The bench played really well today. Jeremy had a nice game. He hit 202 from three, had 12 points. Um, but in the second quarter there specifically, it was Jody Meeks, who uh, the Raptors obviously, if you know, they signed up to that 10-day deal, like, you know, in February, and then the deal expired. And then he was just, you know, chilling at home. And then basically last earlier, I guess last week or earlier this week, I'm not sure. But um, very recently they brought him back, just signed up for the rest of the season. And it's nice to have a guy like Jody who, look, I'm not going to oversell Jody Meeks. This guy's, you know, a veteran. He's been in the league a long time. He's not a star or anything like that. But A, he's experienced. Um, he knows how to just he just knows how to attack. Like it's it's uh, it's a big difference between when you look at the Bulls, for example, a lot of young guys, whatever, but they seem very indecisive. They're kind of walking over each other and stuff. They're not really making good moves. Jody Meeks is making very good moves. He's curling to the basket, um, you know, and he's either when he comes around that screen, if there's enough space, he's going to shoot the three, and if there's not enough space, he's going to continue attacking, going downhill, keeping his pace, keeping his momentum, and tossing up the short floater if the defense uh, continues to sag. So, you know, that's. That's it's a useful skill. It's a useful skill. It's a useful piece to have. Um, you know, just having that shooter off the bench. And it, today he was very good. I mean, he had 11 points in the second quarter as part of that 41 point quarter. But he also, you know, just 
he, he was just able to give the Raptors an option off the bench in terms of attacking. And, and that bench unit, especially since CJ Miles is gone, like they just haven't had a guy who can, you know, create quick baskets, especially a guy who can shoot. Like Powell, he can score, but like his three-point shooting is kind of inconsistent, uh, although recently it's been really good, and today it was three of six. But, um, you know, Powell likes to touch the ball a little bit, you know, like dribble, take, get a screen, attack. You know what I mean? It's not a quick kind of score, and Jeremy's the same way. And so, you know, it's not like Meeks going to get regular minutes, but Meeks I thought was really good today. I, I, I like his game. Um but seriously, the whole bench unit played really well. Jeremy played well off the bench. You know, Ibaka played with the bench a little bit. He was good with the bench, finally. Again, this is the Bulls, so, you know, whatever. But you know, Norm had a good game off the bench. And then third quarter, the Raptors sort of continued it. It's, the second half, the Raptors, I thought they played a lot better defensively. Uh, they forced the Bulls into, a, you know, a bunch of sloppy turnovers or they turned those turnovers into points. And... um You know, the, obviously the rim protection is very good when you have two centers on the floor at once. And, you know, Gasol, I thought, was pretty decent protecting the basket. Robin Lopez, for example, only had two points on one of four shooting. Um, and, you know, the rest of these Bulls guys didn't really get to the rim too much. But, uh, yeah, you know, Raptors only held or held the the Bulls to only 19 points in the third quarter. And, you know, it, that was it. I mean, Danny Green came alive in the third quarter for a little bit. Uh, hit two threes, did the little post-up thing. Um, you know, it, it's the, the post-up thing, as uh, Harrison Sanford uh, mentioned on Twitter, who's, you know, the co-host of Inside the Green Room, which you should also listen to. Um, but, yeah, Harrison mentioned, you know, like, yo, this this Danny Green post-up thing, it could be really useful in specific matchups. And, uh, you know, if you look ahead to the, just where the Raptors might go in terms of the playoff picture, like, you know, um, Philadelphia, for example, they rely on a very small guard in J.J. Redick who, you know, can be exploited. It's not like... Um, you know, you're gonna put Redick on Lowry or whatever. You're probably gonna put Redick on on uh, on Danny, and so you know, for to to put Danny in the post a little bit, he does have pretty good size for a shooting guard, and he's very strong for a shooting guard. So, you know, he can get to the bucket there. Even Kyrie, we've seen Danny actually give Kyrie a couple buckets in the post early in the season. So, it's a useful option the Raptors have in the back pocket. Danny had all eight points in, in the uh, third quarter, and also turn around to shush the Bulls bench at one point after hitting a corner three. Um, you know, Gasol, you know, Gasol hit some threes, Ibaka continued to score, you know, Van Vliet continued to score. It was just, the Raptors kind of just cruised, really. Like, they're able to empty the bench. You got guys like Jordan Lloyd playing out there. You got Chris Boucher going out there. Malcolm Miller playing most of the fourth quarter there. Um, you know, Jody Meeks ends up playing 29 minutes, which is kind of funny to watch. Um, Anyway, it was a really easy win, you know, the Raptors for the Raptors, like, uh, it's a very subpar opponent, and I'm kind of really over the fact that, look, I, I like the fact that the Raptors are winning by double digits, it's fun-ish to watch the Raptors just dominate, but also at the same time, like, you almost feel cheated, like, you would actually, at least for me, I'd rather see the Raptors play a quality opponent to at least sort of test their mental, and they don't really have a lot of good teams coming up, but they do have some very hungry teams coming up on the schedule next week. The Raptors play Orlando on Monday. Orlando's in the thick of a playoff chase. Brooklyn on the third. That's going to be very interesting, especially with D'Angelo Russell versus Pascal Siakam becoming a kind of a story. Not really a story, but kind of a story. The the race for most improved. On Friday, they play the Hornets. And then the fall on, on Sunday, they play the Heat, who, again, all four of these teams are in the thick of the playoff chase. None of them have a secure playoff spot just yet. And so, you know, 
I'm hoping the Raptors play some better games, to be honest, because these games against the Knicks and the Bulls, like whatever, they're they're basically you're basically breaking down scrimmages. It's it's so inconsequential to anything the Raptors might do. But they got the win. They're healthy. Everything's good. In terms of your three stars, I'm giving the first star to. I, I, I'm giving the first star to Marcus All actually. 17 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, plus 25 in 29 minutes, 6 of 11 shooting, 3 of 4 from deep. I, I just really like the impact Gasol's had on the Raptors overall. And today was another example of it. The Raptors shot 18 of 38 from deep. And a lot of that is, you know, the fact that the ball movement is so much better. Right, The Raptors had 34 assists as well. The Raptors are averaging 30 assists over the last 7 games. And... uh and yeah, I mean, this, the ball movement's much better with this Gasol, and it's just like everything is very fluid when Gasol's in the game. You know what I mean? Like he's he's always either directing traffic or he's you know playing pick and roll, kicking it to the corners, or he's fading to the you know to the perimeter and shooting and swinging the ball and stuff. So like it's just the Raptors are playing very pretty offense, and a lot of that has come down to Gasol moving the ball. And, uh, you know, if, especially if he can hit this three consistently, too. Because Saul's around 38, 39% now from deep as a Raptor. Uh, I still don't think he's taking enough attempts, but today he did take three or four. The addition of Gasol has been good. It, it's definitely changed the way the Raptors play stylistically. And I'm very interested to see how this sort of impacts the team in the playoffs because, well, they don't have enough, like, they don't have the same sort of low post scoring that you would have gotten from JV and the rebounding, and especially offensive rebounding is not the same. But then to have a guy who can give you playmaking out of the center spot. The Raptors just never had that, like, period. Like, the, the Raptors have always had centers that were finishers over this run, you know, uh, whether it was JV or Mir Johnson or Serge Ibaka or even Patrick Patterson, you know what I mean? Like, all these bigs have been finishers. Now you should have a creator in the front court like Gasol. So I'm very interested to see how that, you know, carries over into the postseason because the Raptors have had a lot of pick-and-roll offenses created out of the guards and everything like that, but they've never really had a center like this um, like Gasol, who can give you six assists pretty much on a nightly basis. So, um, you know, it's it's led to some pretty results, and I'm, I'm very curious as to see how it affects the Raptors' bottom line. Second star, giving that to Serge Ibaka, who had 23 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists on 10 of 16 shooting with 2 of 5 from deep in 28 minutes. Um, it's been really nice to see Ibaka, um, you know, featured more in the offense. I've said this in previous podcasts, but, like, you need to keep Ibaka engaged. He's too important to the team, especially with his defensive contributions, that um, you want to make sure that he's happy. And the way to make him, him happy is just give him a couple b- buckets. And, like, it's not hard to play with Surge. Like, you know, he's going to roll to the right spots. He's going to, you know, um, toss up the little short hook. He's going to have the mid-range jumper. And even today, yeah, the, the three-point shot as well. So, Surge is going to – if you give Surge a couple of those buckets early on, he'll, he'll play some good defense for you. It, it shouldn't be that hard. And – um and yeah, hopefully he can sort of replicate this performance off the bench because, you know, he's 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 too important to just rot away with the bench unit. And uh, you know, today kind of throw him a bone. Obviously, he's not always going to be starting, especially now Gasol is having so much success. It seems like Gasol and Siakam is going to be the starting front court, but Ibaka is still going to feature him, pre- uh, you know, prominently. And, uh, and and today he 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 did that so. Keep Ibaka engaged. And then in terms of your third star, I'm giving that to Fred Van Vliet in his hometown. 23 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, 9 of 15 shooting, 3 of 8 from deep, plus 30. I mean, this guy is just, you know, he's he's come back from that injury and he's been incredible. Like, there was like a play in the first quarter there where Fred was just like sizing up his man, like from like the, probably about like the elbow there. And he just like blew past him for an and one. 
at, at, and got a layup. Like, that type of burst and stuff, he just wasn't doing that early in the season. And so it's been nice to see Fred come back. He's got great chemistry already with Marcus Law, which is really important. Um, it's, it's also nice that Van Lee can also get Ibaka going as well. So, you know, the fact that he can play with both centers means that, you know, Van Lee can now kind of play with sort of both lineups, both the starting lineup and the bench lineup. And the Van Vliet and Larry, you know, backcourt thing. I mean, like, I don't think it's really that feasible in the playoffs because you're just way too small. But it is undeniable how dynamic the two of them are. And the Raptors are very, very successful when the two of them share the floor together. And so, you know, it's something that the Raptors can definitely toss out occasionally and against the right teams. And if they can get the right matchup, the Van Vliet larry thing is just so effective because both of them can play one, both of them can play the two. And uh, it just keeps the defense guessing. And so, you know, good win by the Raptors overall. Uh, those are your three stars. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, I'm giving that to Walter Lemon Jr., who I thought he was a madman character. Apparently he's not. He's a, he's a G League player making his debut for the Bulls in his hometown. That's cool. It's a nice story. Um, I don't think this guy can shoot, but he's kind of like an Ish Smith type. You know, he's like really quick and skittish, and he's able to get to the basket. And uh, he had 19 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and a block on 8 of 15 shooting in 31 minutes. So, congratulations to Walt Lemon Jr. Seriously, it honestly seems like every time the Raptors play the Bulls, some new random player shows up. Like, earlier in the week, I was, like, looking up Brandon Sampson. I was like, who is this guy? And uh, today, it's it's Walt Lemon Jr., which, again, that guy sounds like he's from the 60s. But uh, he is not. He's he's in 2019 and he's making his debut. So good on Walt. Good on the Bulls. Um, you know, Jim Boylan still a bit of a prick. Uh, definitely walked over at one point and, uh, you know, challenged Kyle Lowry. And the two of them both got technical fouls. That guy is just, he's a clown, man. He's a clown. And his, team's, his team is just, you know, a clown show, basically. So. The Raptors got the win. Uh, it's 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 nice that we have these garbage games out of the way. Now the Raptors can actually have a nice, solid week of semi-competitive opponents before they wrap up the season. And lastly, a friendly reminder to please support Raptors over everything. If you've enjoyed the podcast, if you've enjoyed the Raptors Reaction Podcast, if you've enjoyed the Raptors Recap Podcast, which got some pretty, pretty damn good guests coming up. I'm not going to lie. Don't want to tease what they are, but... Uh, it's they got some guests but uh yeah if you've enjoyed the podcast so far please rate and uh review the podcast especially on the itunes store it, it definitely helps that's definitely where most people find their podcast so if you do have if you're using you know an apple product or whatever just go on there write a review or at the minimum just click five stars it's super simple super quick it really helps the show and um and yeah so that once again that's wrapped us over everything and uh, i'll be back on monday When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.